0: Perfect timing. Recording in progress. Uh, so we're starting. but You know, I'm just going to read the last verse we were at last time. Uh, let me find it here. It was
1: the scripture about I'm everything out of order. Where's the rest of my stuff? Verse twelve. Where's verse twelve at?
0: Mister Unorganized tonight. Oh, it's, it's here. Yeah, verse 12, you know, Cain killed his brother Abel. It is such a contrast to the idea of uh, his motivation was clearly sourced in the proneris tree, uh, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. His idea of divine favor was to count on his own works as being superior to his brother's faith in his faith righteousness, which is beautiful because back in Romans the fourth chapter it says, you know, like Abraham trusted in the God who justifies the ungodly, just as they've just as if they've never sinned so there's a long you know we went over some of the commentary last time and it, i stopped at thoughts on why are the why the other tree and why the temptation i'm going to come back to that at the end if i feel like it so i just want to roll through that the stuff is it's so good but i think i would just like to keep going with the text and then come back to that so verse 13 now remember keep cain and abel in mind keep the love of our neighbor in mind when we're reading through this and it says, it is no wonder then that the performance-based religious system of this world loathe you and me and detest what you stand for, just like Cain loathed and detested Abel and loathed and detested Jesus. A works-based society finds its leverage or power in both boasting and condemnation. And I'm sure we all were part of that system in, in the past where we were condemning and uh, looking down on others and thinking we were much better than they were because we were saved. Anyway, it is clear then that, that we have what? I love this. Relocated. It is clear that we, you know, remember, this is a mind thing. It's a mind shift. It's a renewal of the mind. We have relocated from a system of dead works, is what the tree of the knowledge of good and evil produces, is the tree of your self-effort, into what the dynamic or the power of authentic life authentic life the real life in the way we love the family each other you know it's kind of funny because i mean i i love you guys i don't even never met most of you face to face but just a love just bubbles up every time we get on here i just see the joy everybody's seeing everybody face to face it's like we've known each other forever which we probably have in the spirit love is life and not to love is death you can always go back to first corinthians 13 love is patience kindness is it's long-suffering. It believes the best of every person. It does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices when truth and uh, right prevail. In other words, it's not looking at our actions. Now, think about it. <clears throat> Excuse me. If God is it's not, it's not looking at my actions, why should I be looking at my brother's actions? Why should I be looking? Why don't I see them with the eyes of faith the way I see myself with the eyes of faith, with the eyes of what God believes to be true about me, in spite of the contradictions of times. And if I see their actions, I know that they're just not seeing themselves clearly. And most of the time you bring up Jesus and their mind runs back to Sunday school, back to church, back to condemnation. And they don't want to hear anything you have to say because they, because so many people have testified about Jesus such, such horribly. But when you start loving people and not condemning them, they will listen to what you have to say. And as long as we keep the awe of God, we keep looking at Jesus, you know, like that word for commandment, entole, whatever it means, but it says, you know, meditate on the prophetic conclusion of what Jesus did, what he accomplished. And he just didn't accomplish it for you and me. He accomplished it for the whole world. And it's a brand new covenant. All right. To hate a brother
1: is to murder a human life.
0: The life of the ages, which is the Zoe life, does not echo any residence in a murder. In other words, it's always up building. Remember, there was competition between Cain and Abel. I mean, think about it, how frustrating that is. Somebody gives something out of his heart, You work your butt off and use something because you think you should deserve a reward now. And you don't get it. That would make me mad. And one scripture, I'll keep saying it over. Galatians 5, verse 3, I believe it's 3. Those who are trying to be justified by the law have cut themselves off from Christ and fallen from grace. Fallen from God's favor. In other words, Cain was giving it a good effort. But God didn't accept his offering because he gave it out of the sweat of his brow. And he just he didn't want to receive that gift of righteousness as a gift. It's a gift. Everything's a gift. Everything's by virtue of promise. It's all by God's accomplishment. Does that mean we don't do anything? No, we're not walking in union with the Father, Son, and Spirit, just like Jesus was walking in union with the Father, Son on the earth, and He was demonstrating the Zoe life. In the kingdom of God, we walk the same way as we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus and learning to listen to his voice in our little noggins, which is, you know, he, you know he, wants to show us. he wants to show you what's going on. And it's always, you know, God's will is always good. It's good for you and it's good for everybody else. And going against his will, he doesn't love you any less, but you pay a price and sometimes other people pay a price around you. I like getting blessed. It is only in the, con- in the constant seamless resonance of life that agape is revealed. In other words, as we continue to recognize what God believes to be true about us, our seamless oneness. First of all, it's, you know, I think it's Galatians 5 again, it says, we're to love each other as we what love ourselves. It begins with us. It begins with God. You know, letting God reveal what he believes to be true about us and spite of our actions and you know what the more we believe it the more we take on the mind of christ seeing ourselves as god sees us our actions automatically change our desires change because in this union and communion the love of god's been perfected and it says what in his presence is a fullness of joy and at his right hand there are pleasures forevermore so all the things you were doing in the world that you thought you were getting pleasures and joy it's in his presence in his presence, and you're there all the time. There's no separation. You can't run away from God. He's everywhere. He's in you and all around you.
1: Whew. I should be more disturbed before I get on there. I always do a better job when I'm all flustered, probably because I don't rely on me. Uh, I think it's 30, I
0: think it's 17. That's where I'm going to go. Nope. 16, love is known in its other-centeredness. Now, think about it. Unless you're full of understanding what God believes to be true about you, you know, like Jesus, I love what Jesus said. He says to the Pharisees and the Jews, you look, you know, for, you know, glory from other people. He says, I don't have to do that because there's one that looks after the glory for me. It's the same thing. The Father is, wants to glorify you. So why? You don't need to seek your glory. You just let him do it. Let him manifest it. You're the lights of the world. You're not going to be. You're the salt of the
1: earth. You give the world flavor. Woo. You're tasty. And so when you're
0: full of the knowledge of what God believes to be true about you, you centered on you. Now you're not in competition. You can build up your brother. You can help your brother and sister. You can help them do things. You can, wow, you don't Oh, I don't want to show them this because then they might hurt my income. No, you, because you know your source is God. Just as Jesus laid down his life for us to free his love, where? Within us. He laid his life down to free his love, what? Within us. Say his love has been freed. His love, not yours, his has been freed within you. That's a faith statement. That's what God believes. Therefore, I'll just agree with him. Whether I see it or not right now. It's a fact. My
1: darling children.
0: Okay, seventeen. The indwelling love of God compels one to what live sensitively aware of the people around us. In other words, don't ignore them,
1: and not to exclude those in need.
0: My darling children, See, this is funny. Is Paul's call, or John's calling you his darling children? Even after two thousand years, you are his darling children. Let's not deceive ourselves by what paying lip service to love while we can truly live the dynamic of the love in our practical daily doing. In other words, in other words, God is remember that Philippians 2:13, but is God all the while in you to get, to do his will, good pleasure and satisfaction, delight. He's moving you. He's remember, Jesus was moved by compassion. He's moving you to do good works. Remember and Ephesians 2.10, it says, you're recreated in Christ already for good works. You would what? Walk in them. Whose good works are they? His. But you're co-laboring with him. You're in union with him, carrying out his good pleasure. Verse 19, in this we know that our beingness, we know our beingness, who we are, we're being, is who we are, is sourced in that which is really true about us. In other words, we continue to dwell on what is true about us based on what Christ, the crucifixion about us being in union in his death, his resurrection, his ascension. Our doing good is not phony. In other words, we're not just you know doing this to show everybody we did it. Or make believe this is who we are in God's sight. Now, it's interesting because when we give, we're moved to give. You know, people always talk about, oh, should I tithe or not tithe? I believe you know, tithing's the Old Testament; it's the law, right? If you do one, you're supposed to do it all. In for, like Francois goes, "In for a penny, in for a pound." But we, but do, do we give? Yes, because it flows out of our innermost being, helping other. You know, be led by the Spirit. There's ten people; God shows you one. Be led, and you're, all of a sudden you're being led and by compassion, because it's coming out of you and God. Because it, you're in one, you, have, you possess His mind. So even if our own hearts would accuse us of not really being true to ourselves, in other words, we aren't who we say we are, God is greater than our hearts, and he has the full picture of that. He has a full picture. Remember, in in the first chapter of this, the seventh verse of this book, it says God is engulfed in light, and when we see the light as he is in the light, there's no darkness in him. We see that the blood of Jesus has washed away, a way of stain for every human being. In other words, we see clearly when we see the way he sees. We see from you know his his perspective. We have joint seating. We're looking from his perspective of what he's accomplished, and it's you know no matter what, it's a faith seeing. In other words, you might see all the actions that are negative to what you believe, but God believes something. God believes everybody's righteous. He believes everybody's holy. Actually, he believes everybody's saved. He came to save the world, and if he doesn't save the world, he isn't. He didn't accomplish what he came for. And if you ask anybody, they say, yeah, Jesus accomplished what he came for. Well, he doesn't save the world. He didn't accomplish it because he said he didn't come to judge the world. He came to save it.
1: And it may not look saved, but he believes it is.
0: Romans 4.17. He speaks even though it isn't as it is and it must be. That's faith. Beloved, when we know what God knows to be true about us, in other words, we continue to renew our minds.
1: To know what God knows to be true about us, so we can know as we've always been known.
0: We can know ourselves as we've always been known. Then, instead of condemning us ourselves, our hearts will endorse our what our innocence, and free our conversation before God. In other words, if I'm innocent, I'm I'm sitting in Papa's lap and I'm having a conversation. I'm not going, "Woe is me." sackcloth and ashes, woe was me. I'm going to go down and throw myself on the floor and face down and you know, do homage because I'm such a scumbag. I'm innocent. I'm free. I'm cleansed. I'm a child. I'm going to see my father this weekend. I'm not going to go and grovel, 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 knock on the door. Is it okay if I come in and get on my knees and crawl over? You know, remember that uh, song? <clears throat> Mercy Me. It says, you know, if you come into his presence, am I going to do this? Am I going to bow? Not me. I'm going to run up and jump in his lap because I've been invited with no intimidation.
1: You've been invited. You've been
0: made holy in harmony. You've been cleansed past, present, future. That's what the scripture says. He sees nothing wrong with you.
1: You're his child. He wants to embrace you.
0: That's a good scripture. That's a good verse 21. 22. Now, instead of begging God, we speak with confident liberty as what? Sons. Talking to our Father. And we also treasure the conclusion of his prophetic purpose. That's the word entol, which is where they put commandment in there. We treasure. We continue to meditate on. We hold up. It's important. The conclusion of his prophetic purpose. The prophetic purpose. Is us being included in him and his redeeming his image and lightness and totally cleansing us, making us sons and daughters, and what is it, saving us to the uttermost, and fully accommodating ourselves to his desire and pleasure. He is so in love with you, he is so pleased with you. Remember, Chris, it's Christmas time that the angels appeared again to the shepherd said, Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Who, in whom He is well pleased. He's well pleased with you. What have I done? Nothing. But He's still well pleased. Probably He's done a lot. That's why He's well pleased. Knowing the, I love this. Knowing the warmth in His eyes. Think about that. Seeing the eyes of the Father and the Son and the Spirit and that warmth. I mean, that's they're welcoming. You know, warm eyes are like wow. Inspire poetic freedom in every expression. Ooh. Verse 32, and this is the ultimate conclusion of his pr- intention and desire. This is the ultimate conclusion, the end. I mean, this is what it's all about, of his intention and desire, that we should be fully persuaded concerning the name of Jesus Christ, which is, what does his name mean? He's rescued, past tense. The name of Jesus Christ, who is what? Who has successfully accomplished his mission. As a son of man, son of God to do what? Rescue man's kind's authentic sonships. He say this, he has successfully accomplished his mission as a son of God in my life to rescue my authentic sonship and daughtership. There's only sons and daughters. There's really only sons, but he is rescued that. He's redeemed it. He's done it for everybody else. They just haven't realized it yet. Our love for one another completes what? His joy. We want to make him joyful Love one another. Everyone who treasures this final conclusion of God's dream abides unhindered in what? Seamless oneness in him and he and them. You know, it, you're in seamless oneness whether you think you are or not. But now it's renewing our mind to realize that. Continue, wow, I'm in seamless oneness. I'm one. And there's no separation. The Father, the Father and I are one. Jesus and I are one. Holy Spirit and myself are one. And the same with you. You're one. There's no separation.
1: And he's so happy to dwell in you. You fit him like a glove. And that's why we're called the body of Christ, because he lives in us. Right? We're the body of
0: Christ. Yeah, he lives in us. Therefore, we're the body. His gift of spirit is to what? He's given us the gift of spirit to endorse our awareness of our abiding in him. Remember, abiding, mean, mental, seamless oneness. He's to endorse our seamless oneness. And that's just to continue to renew our minds. Wow, I'm in oneness with the Father, Son, Spirit. I'm in perfect harmony. I've been brought into the Trinity
1: without my permission. He did it without my permission. Here I sit
0: at the table with the Father, Son, Spirit. And it was his work. And like, is it one Corinthians one thirty says it is from God, not from, that you have your life in Christ Jesus. It's from Him, not you. John fifteen sixteen. I chose you. You didn't choose me. I appointed you. So I am going to run back and just go over that. This is it right here twenty twenty one. Yeah, I want to go back over the. Uh, I wanted to kind of keep the flow of this of the scripture because this is a very long commentary and. And I, this is a really good commentary. You can't, you can't avoid it. So, I mean, not that I like to avoid them anyway, but I kind of pick and choose what I'm going to use for the time that we have. But this one is so good. So I'm, almost, I'm almost going to read it. I hate to say it. But, but this is, it starts on verse or page 20, if you've got the black editions. Thoughts on why the other tree and why the temptation in the garden? Because we all wonder those things, right? He says, I think the picture that we are presented with in the Garden of Sabbath, the Garden of Rest, abundance and the two trees and the temptation presents us inevitably with the full scope of our design we are not robots next uh next paragraph to give ultimate context to the setting of pa- the paradise beauty we were presented with the opportunity to others you were presented with an opportunity when and and we're all taking it right now to do what consciously and spontaneously fellowship with our invisible maker consciously and spontaneously fellowship with our invisible maker and do what explore the dynamics of our own being there that we're there and who we are there and why we're there that we're sons and daughters and that we belong there
1: we've always belonged there adam belonged there adam's the one that walked away
0: And from that place of knowing that we are known, that we are known, we would reflect what we discover in fellowship and in union and intimacy and Elohim and in one another. Now think about that. Adam, when Adam walked, there was no law. He's in the garden. He just reflected and we beheld, imitated. He was made in God's image and likeness. He just acted like who he was made to be. The temptation was to follow I love this, suggestions of an alternative alternative idea that maybe we are not perfect by design. And and how many Christians believe that? The majority, right? That we are not perfect by design. We're sinners saved by grace. I would say, no, I'm a righteous one saved by faith.
1: And when people say that to me, oh no, I'm a sinner. I said, well, sinners don't go to heaven. That stumps them for a little bit anyway. All right, That we're not perfect by
0: design. Maybe we thought even Elohim knew that we were not really what they had in mind and would therefore feel threatened by our knowledge of good and evil. Maybe that is the reason they didn't want us to eat the fruit of the other tree. We reasoned. We reasoned. Next. next, uh, The alternative tree gives us the opportunity to what? Engage in an alternative system, which most people are still engaged in, even in the even in the Christian body. I was engaged in this stupid tree without realizing it. Whereby we have to now prove to ourselves and to one another, as well as our own ideas of deity or religion, that we can manage and possibly master our own being and destiny independent of our source. That we can do it by ourselves, even though, yeah, Jesus is my Lord and Savior. I mean, how many times you go to, uh, come, come, come to the altar... You know, he loves you the way you are. You're saved by faith, and you accept Jesus Christ as Lord. And now you got to do all these things to be be pleasing, though. And they put you back to work, and they do the same. You know, you're probably better off before you showed up. The quest to prove my I amness, like my I amness, would now become my constant drive to prove who I am, to be good enough, even though I never felt good enough and never measured up instead of finding and celebrating me in fellowship with my maker, instead of that, and my fellow human, and also in my harmonious coexistence with the paradise nature, I have now, I have to now strive for it in the fruit of my own efforts to become something I already am by design and perfect esteem. And I said that Abraham, you know, after after Adam ate of the tree, I mean, he was trying to be who he already was. That is not The smartest thing. That's called being deceived. I mean big time. And so we have exchanged Elohim's perfect approval of us. Whoa. We've exchanged Elohim's perfect approval of us. He's based on their perfect knowledge of us. Wow. Listen to that. And so we have exchanged Elohim's. Remember, that's Father, Son, Spirit. Perfect approval of us based on their perfect knowledge of us. Based on their knowledge of us. Because we didn't put on their mind and see things the way they saw them. For our imperfect knowledge of ourselves and of one another, proved by the inevitable evidence in our disappointment with others and with one another. Now, this last paragraph is so huge. The I am not tree, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, says that you are not continually to reinforce my feelings of shame,
1: guilt, inferiority,
0: and competing with one another and myself, which sadly brings with it every shade of hostility, it's the fruit of it, frustration, and the corruption that our history and societies have borne such horrible witness to. Woo. So the law expresses and confirms the existence of these systems. The law now came, which is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the, the ideas, it comes to light now. You know, God gives it to Moses. So now we can see it. And it's what, what's the job of it? To, to, make, to make us frustrated to know how out of sync we are so that we look for the Savior. The law expresses and confirms what the existence of these systems and their dominance in society and philosophies for many centuries. The love of God, the engineer of our being, the love of God, the engineering of your being, demonstrates in the unveiling of our what? Inclusion in his death, descent into hell, the resurrection and ascension of Jesus Christ. That you were included in his death, his descension into hell, his resurrection and his ascension. Reveals that we are rescued from the lies that we what? Have believed about ourselves and about our maker and about one another. Woo! We are rescued from the lies that we believed about ourselves, about our maker, and about one another. We are presented with a brand new beginning. The old things have passed away, the new things come. Now, I'm jumping to the end of the next paragraph. I just want to read. God does not demand a sacrifice that would change the way he thinks about mankind. Because that's what we think. He wants a sacrifice. We, that's what's taught. So, he, change, so he, he can change the way he thinks about me and you. But God does not demand a sacrifice that would change the way he thinks about mankind. He provides a sacrifice of himself in Christ in order to forever. How long is forever? It's forever. It's a
1: long time.
0: Forever. Eradicate. Forever eradicate. If I said forever uh, eradicate mosquitoes, you would, you would go, yay, especially if you live where we live. Get rid of those buggers forever. Eradicate sin consciousness from our mind and radically change the way we think about our maker changed the way, remember Adam, when he ate the tree, which is thoughts and beliefs, changed how he believed about himself, and then he made God in his image and likeness. Judgmental, mean, not happy. And one another and ourselves. Sin consciousness is the essence of a works-based consciousness. All right. The
1: end.